Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Marmalade Property with John Pigeon. Today I have an impressive young man on the show talking about house sitting. Is that a wealth creation method? Well, when you listen to this episode, I'm sure you'll agree that it's definitely got to be entered into the mix if you are up for that challenge. So keen to get to know more about what Riley's got to say around this house sitting story and how much he's actually saving to be able to put towards property. So without further ado, let's get into it. Riley Holcomb, welcome to the show. Hi, John. Good to be here. Now, we spoke maybe a couple of months ago. We actually had a clarity call, didn't we? And uh, we were, I suppose, talking about your journey going forward as a property investor first and foremost. But what intrigued me about what was going on in your life is that obviously the amount of money that you're saving, but also the way you're going about it. So tell us a little bit about what, what's happening for you at the minute. Yeah, so I am essentially a full-time house sitter. I work remotely, so I have a full-time job and do this on the side and have been doing it for sort of the last almost six years now. It started as just a little way to help out sort of family friends as they went away, but the, the word spread very quickly and without doing much advertising, I found myself uh, with a few, fair few clients and I started um, started charging a little bit of money to do it essentially and, and got booked out pretty much every year from then on, which is great. So that helped me in terms of boosting my savings, only a small amount in terms of the actual income that it generated, but a uh, big benefit with house sitting is the amount you save. So I'm in a very lucky situation where I was able to stay with my parents, as I imagine many of our listeners Ah, or many of your listeners, I should say. So stay at home. And, and my question in that, being in that situation was, how can I sort of gain a little bit of independence? And I use this house sitting side gig to do that uh, without having to go out and, and rent, throw my money down the drain, um, as it were. Interesting. Now, for the listeners' benefit, you're now 29. So you started this when you were 23. Back then, I would imagine that not many people were doing that. Like house sitting is reasonably common today for various reasons. People like to travel around the country or the world and and live in people's houses and and live pretty skimpiously. But did did you back then? Were you like your friends are like, what's this dude doing? Why is he living in someone else's house? It's a little bit different to what my friends were doing at the time. Most of them were sort of living in in the city in Melbourne, and here I was out in country Victoria just scrimping and saving, but that was my mindset. I, I wanted to get ahead and it was hard and it was a big sacrifice in my early 20s to, to go and do that. But at this point now, it's sort of paid off for me. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can go and have, that, have those experiences now and sort of live that life that I sort of maybe missed out on in my early 20s. 
Yeah, it's and and hats off to you because yeah, you, you said it hasn't been plain sailing. Like you, you're potentially moving away from family and friends for a period of time um, in order to live that dream, if you want to call it. And by the sounds of it, your vision was always to do it to to maximise your savings to be able to create some wealth in your life. But where where did you think that come from? Is that were you listening to podcasts? Were you reading books? Were you talking to family about this whole wealth creation thing? Like how did it all come about in in your own mind? Well, in sort of when did this all start? Back in 2017, I finished uni and headed home and I did a, uh, I, I finished a music theatre degree. Okay. <laughs> I don't know whether you knew, uh, John, but that doesn't get you very far in terms of uh, job prospects unless you really, really like go hard networking and you've got an amazing talent. So I knew where I stood in terms of career prospects. So I just wanted to get home and start saving and working from the ground up in terms of a career. And coming home and realising, oh, I actually don't, have too much money to do anything with it really sort of sent a shockwave through me and that is what sort of set the spark and you know I read all the books in the barefoot investor and then I think in that same year my millennial money came on the scene with um, you and Glenn and I got right on into that and you know I was following pretty much every bit of advice I could find and that was what set me on my journey and put me in that sort of mindset of save every dollar I could. Awesome. Yeah. Great to see that you're living proof of what we provide on the podcast, by the way. But I don't remember us talking too much about house sitting as a wealth creation strategy. But let's delve into some numbers, which I'm sure listeners will be pretty excited about. And thank you for sharing your personal numbers, by the way, because uh, it does give uh, our listeners some motivation and inspiration from what you've been able to achieve. So at the minute, uh, and we'll talk about what you're doing for work and other things at the moment, but at the minute you're saving around, well, you are saving $5,000 per month, right? So in the intriguing or, or interesting part about this is interest rates are rising, rental shortages, homelessness, like rents on the increase, like rents have some in some cases gone up by $100, $150 a week. You haven't seen the impact of any of that. You've still been able to save your, your five grand a week. Sorry, five five grand a month. Five grand a week would be good, wouldn't <laughs> Gee, it? I'm doing very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so five grand a month, which um, I always used to look at it and say, how much can I save per year? When's my next house deposit coming? So for you, I would say, okay, 75 grand for a 500K property, 10% deposit and stamps, 75K, right? So every 18 months, you've give or take got yourself a new house deposit in my language, right? Now, you've got other hopes and dreams as well, but that's an amazing amount of of savings in these in this current climate. So can you just uh, explain to the listeners what you do for work, maybe what your income is and, and what your percentage of, of savings is at the minute? Yeah, I work as a digital communications coordinator for a sustainability nonprofit, bringing in about 90000 a year. So that, that is the majority, obviously, of my savings. But um, my mindset is how can I reduce expenses, which gets me to that 5k yeah um, per month figure 
Okay, so earning 90K a year for your day job, as a call, working from home, working for a non-for-profit organisation, um, roughly 5,700 5, take-home pay per month, you're saving 87% of <laughs> that amount, which is staggering. However, there's, a, there's some fine print here that says not only am I home-sitting, but or house sitting, but I'm actually getting paid to house sit someone's house. Can you elaborate on that in terms of dollar figures and and what your responsibilities are in various houses? I essentially charge a flat rate of two hundred and fifty dollars per week. No matter how many animals you've got, um, no matter where you want me to stay, that's how I've been going for the past past six years now. Ramping it up slowly, I sort of started charging by charging sort of $100 a week. But now I'm at $250 per week and I cater the house sit to the individual. I give them a little guidebook to fill out and they'll tell me exactly what they need me to do every week and I'll do it. And that's essentially how I run it. So it hasn't presented any problems so far. Yeah, and it's been an absolute joy. Yeah, so six years in, uh, I, I guess you've got it pretty much down pat. So two fifty a week, thirteen grand a year, but majority of obviously what you're earning from your day job is uh, is savings as well, because you essentially your only outgoings w- would you say is like your your food and your and your leisure. Yeah, that's it. I mean, even in some cases, the homeowners will specific specifically say that I'm free to um raid to the fridge the, to, to raid the fridge and <laughs> the pantry because. You know, all the stuff in there will go off So by the time they come back. So wow. in often cases, it even reduces the grocery bill slightly, but that's a very small mm. convenience. Yeah, I do, I do bring the majority of my food. Yeah, okay, awesome. We're going to get to your property portfolio uh, in a moment, but just quickly give us some examples of where you've, where you've gone to, where you've travelled to as a result of this house sitting. So I've been predominantly based in southwest Victoria. So rural properties around sort of Hamilton and Warrnambool and Portland in that sort of area. However, there have been a few here and there. So places like Toowoomba in Queensland and Sunshine Coast even potentially coming up. But at the time when I started this, I was working in an office. So I was based in Hamilton and had to work around Hamilton but now that I work remotely, I, I've found that the sort of the opportunities have opened up. However, most of the people that I house it for are based in Southwest Victoria still. So I still haven't cracked the code on getting, getting house sits further afield. I'm looking to sort of work into that space. One thing that you've done to improve that visibility for, you, for yourself or your business, if you want to call it that, is you've got yourself a website now. So tell us a little bit about that. That was a very recent addition. Yeah, just as I sort of got this sort of remote working position, I decided to sort of open up on social media. So I got a page going and rebranded. So originally it was just sort of, I went under my name, just Riley Holcomb House Sits. But now I go under the name Country House Sits and gave it a fresh look and yeah, created a website. And I found through the social media page, a lot more opportunities were coming through. They were still localized, but I was just getting them left, right, and center. Uh, rather than a random text message every so often, it would be 
almost every day, yeah. like a new opportunity. And it sort of, it got very overwhelming because I'm just one person. I only have so much time. It's not a scalable thing for an individual like myself. That's what sort of kicked things off. And would you say that a lot of the homeowners are doing it because they're, they're going away on holidays for an extended period of time, grey nomads, et cetera? Yeah, so, so that is the main clientele, grey nomads that sort of go away on the holidays. I will look after their, their place while they're away. And I haven't really had any clients that gone away for any other reason. So it's mainly holidays and people that can afford holidays, mm. usually retirees. So yeah, you're generally in fairly nice houses, which is something I'm really grateful for. Okay, let's take a break. And after the break, I want to come back and delve into your property portfolio and the beginnings of it and what you've achieved already, but also what you plan to do into the future. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. 
But however, I would find that generally the people's houses that I look after, they've got pets. That is the main clinching point. So my main business is pet care, essentially. So unless you're bringing your pet with you, you are not going to be able to Airbnb uh, your property. So as long as people still have pets in their lives, then uh, there will always be sort of uh, opportunity for, for me to house it. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. Well, that's good. Yeah, by the sounds of it, one inquiry a day, there's, a, there's enough to go around for yourself at this stage anyway. Let's crack into your property portfolio. 8.3% gross yield you're running at at the moment on your current property, which is quite staggering in today's times. Tell me how it started out for you, what deposit you put down, where'd you buy, what did it cost, what's happening at the minute? I've been saving and saving and saving for, for about seven years, I think, all in all, living with parents and house sitting between all that. So um, after that, I was able to finally sort of clinch property in Warrnambool, which is um, where I've wanted to move to for a long time. Beautiful little area on the coast and it's got a great community. So that's why I wanted to um, get in there. It's growing very quickly as well. It's very different from the place that I knew. Sort of, I, I, I went, studied there for a year out of uni, out of school, sorry, and and came back to it very recently to discover how different the place was. So I, I can see that it's growing and it, it just looked like a fabulous place to, to buy the first property. Okay, so for those who don't know where Warnable is, it's three hours uh, on the coast from Melbourne in country Victoria. That's it, yeah. Um, lovely little coastal city, I suppose you'd say at this point. Growing very quickly, so it was an ideal first purchase. Yeah, good place to be. So tell me about the purchase. When did you buy it? How much did you pay for it? What was the makeup of the property? I believe it's got some dual income attached to it right now. Purchased it in August of this year, 2023. It, I was very lucky because I was just looking for any house at that time in Warrnambool, but this one happened to be a duplex. Yeah, and now that you're, you've moved out, you, you're now looking to rent both dwellings out, which... One's a two-better and one's a three-better, is that correct? That's correct, yes. The three-better is the back unit and it is currently being rented out long-term. However, I'm sort of thinking <laughs> while I'm house-sitting, it, it might be a wise idea to utilise the front unit for short-term rental while I'm away. So that's something I'm looking into right now. It's not I haven't sort of listed it anywhere just yet, but... That is in the back of my mind and, yeah, it'll, it'll be a great opportunity to, again, increase the income. So very easy to sit there and say, well, okay, purchase price 500K, I go and buy myself a normal unit or a normal house and, and granted that we can't easily go and do that in the likes of Sydney and Melbourne and, and Brisbane, but I'm, I'm looking at your journey saying, well, it's always been out-of-the-box thinking. We've done a degree that maybe hasn't transpired into what you would like from a full-time employment perspective, gone back to, to our place of birth and realised, hang on, I've got to make some money here and I've got to create some wealth and I've, I've tuned in to some podcasts and read some books and spoken to some people. So what can I do that's going to fast track that, not just do what everyone else is doing? So that's it's an amazing ability to think outside the box to do that. But then 
also to play that through six years later you're still doing it and doing it with a a passion where you see it's all positives you get to see the see the countryside you get to meet different people you get to look after different pets you get to eat people's fridges and <laughs> and um, cupboards and uh, and uh, but from a wealth creation point of view you get to maximize your savings and just create deposits in accelerated timeframes that not many people are able to do which is fantastic yeah that's it it's all for me it's all about security I want to have security and also options. So this going down this track, uh, while it's unconventional, has set up my future. I, c- I can see it now. It's not quite there, <laughs> but it's um, going to, to come at me pretty quick. I, I can see it now. That's why I've done this. And also, I mean, the lifestyle is great. It's, it's very different to, to what many people would know. But I'd highly encourage anyone who is perhaps without dependents or pets to give it a crack, to get out there and see, see if you like it. I mean, there's plenty of house sits out there available. Um, and if you're worried, just try to do one, do one for free, maybe just, just sort of just to kick things off. And if you really like it, see how you go. That's what I would say. Really love to see more people doing it because I know that there's a rental crisis out there. I know there's a homelessness crisis out there. And, and I, just, I just want to see people succeed. And I, I know, yeah, it's, it's hard for a lot of people out there. But for the, for the slim group of people that may be able to do what I've done, I'd encourage them to, to get out there and give it a go. And for for those, and, and yeah, that's very noble of you. I think there is enough business out there for, for anyone to have a crack at this. And uh, as long as it's not in Hamilton where you're looking at doing it. But um, I think when you when you look at the current state of living and the cost of living going up and the, the running costs of, of just running our life as a single person, it is quite daunting out there and it is hard to make ends meet. But what you've shown us today is the where there's a will, there's a way. And you you had a dream and a passion to create some wealth and, and grow a portfolio. You're well on the way to doing that. You're earning a modest income, what we'd call an Australian average income. So that's the great thing about it. Also, is it's it's just you're not uh, you haven't got a, a golden handshake, or you're not on three hundred thousand dollars a year. You've got some, you're making money on the side from house sitting. You've got a high yielding uh, investment property. Collectively, you're saving five grand a month, and when everyone else is is finding it hard to make ends meet. Now, not everyone has the ability to say drop everything and move out of Melbourne and into into country regions. But there's a different version of that that might not be identical to yours, but it's out there somewhere. And I think that that's the big message for me today is, well, where there is a will, there is a way. And it might not be house sitting, but it might be something else. I spoke to a teacher a couple of weeks ago who was moving out of Newcastle in New South Wales into a regional centre because they were incentivised to go out there and they they were covering 90% of their rent. They were going to live there for three years, buy a couple of properties and then move back again, right? We can do that in our 20s, can't we? Because generally speaking, most of us are single at that time with with no kids and, and no pets and, and no real commitments. And, and we only have to do it for a few years sometimes just to get a start. And, and that's the key is, is to get ourselves a start and then away we go. And, and then we look back in 10 years and, and say, well, I'm so glad I spent those two or three years 
getting myself out of my comfort zone to create a lifestyle that uh, indeed for you, Riley, will be a, a better one for you and your future family. Yeah, it's, it's certainly not a long-term prospect, but the time that I've spent doing it, it's been 100% worth it. And yeah, you're right. When, where there is a, a will, there is a way. Certainly, I didn't expect myself to be doing it for, the, for a full six years and, and potentially more, but I'm so glad I have because the experiences that I've had along the way are just have just been incredible. Okay, so rounding things out, how long do you continue to intend to do this for and what's your plan for your property portfolio and your wealth creation? What do you want to achieve? You're 29 at the moment. What's on the horizon in the next 10 years for Riley? What's on the horizon? Gosh, if I knew that, John. (laughs) Um, I really really don't know. I, I could be anywhere, to be honest. Again, this is... Doing this is all about creating options for me. Who knows where I'll be with a family or just continuing on house sitting. I could really be anywhere and that's, that's the joy of this. So I, I'm, I have no great plan yet. It's, it's sort of yet to be seen. But um, what I'm doing now in this moment is, um, is fantastic and I'm enjoying my life. So I'll be definitely continuing to improve uh, myself and my career and all the rest of it and my position. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens in terms of the grand scheme of things. What about from a property portfolio? Uh, from a property portfolio, I, uh, I would sort of like to purchase a nice house that I definitely sort of like want to live in, like a forever home, for instance. My house that I'm currently living in, obviously my first purchase, it's definitely a, a fixer-upper. So I'll, I want to get to that place where I'm living in a house that I can really love and, um, and value. So that's certainly on the, on the cards. And um, in terms of investments, I may sort of go down that line of property investing uh, or I may stick to shares. Who knows, really? But anything, anything could be on the cards. Absolutely. You've, you've almost got too many choices, haven't you? When, you, when you're saving that amount of money per month, the, the world is your oyster. So yeah, Riley, it's been a pleasure to chat with you today. Thanks for sharing your story and, and thanks for sharing some personal information too. It's, it's um, not always easy to do that as well. So I appreciate you giving our listeners an insight into what's possible in your 20s when, when you think outside the box and give yourself the, the freedom to explore. No worries. Thanks, John. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a fantastic journey. And thanks for tuning in, everyone, today. I appreciate your support as always. If you've got any questions, if you want to come on the show with an amazing story like Riley's, just uh, send us a message and we may be able to get you on. So until next time, take care. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of different podcasts on a variety of topics. So go and check out My Millennial Investor, My Millennial Money Professional, My Millennial Career, My Millennial Money, My Millennial Daily, and Retire Right. Find these wherever you get your podcasts. 
This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. 